As the Internet of Things grows, it's creating new opportunities and efficiency for organizations around the world. But the rise in connected devices also brings additional security vulnerabilities, which if not managed, could put whole organizations at risk from cyber attacks and data breaches. I'm Danny Palmer, this is ZDNet Security Update, and with me to discuss some of the biggest challenges posed by the Internet of Things to security is Daniel DeSantos, Research Manager at Forescout. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. Uh, first of all, how much has the use of IoT grown in the last few years, and what are the additional risks uh, these devices potentially bring to the enterprise? Sure, thank you so much for having me here, uh, Danny, first of all. Um, so, you know, we have seen a massive growth in the IoT um, in the consumer side, right? We all know we, we, we see the, the IP cameras and, uh, and uh, the smart locks and the smart plugs and so on in people's houses, but it has also grown massively in uh, organizations, commercial organizations and in, in, in enterprises of every size, right? And the fact is that it's not just the number of devices, but the diversity of devices that we see growing. And all of this uh, diversity, just basically enlarges the attack surface for any organization. And many organizations are not prepared to deal with these new uh, devices because they don't know, they're not managed as the traditional IT devices were managed. You cannot install an antivirus, or you cannot um, have a specific security agent running on them, right? So this, these differences in, 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 in the very architecture of the devices and what kinds of software and what you can do with them uh, brings new risks that some organizations are not prepared yet to, to deal with. You mentioned the sheer diversity of the types of devices that organizations are bringing in. Uh, what are some of, the, some of these devices that are being brought into organizations? And I suppose, why is it that uh, such a wide variety of devices are being brought in as well? Yeah, so there's a lot of things that are new. Uh, so you have, for instance, the, the IP cameras that are evolutions of the old CCTV systems, and you have um, badge readers, which are evolutions of old uh, door control systems and so on. So all of these are part of new smart buildings, for instance, right? But you have also a lot of legacy systems, OT and so on, that they are not essentially new things, but they are new in how they're communicating with other devices in the network. So they are legacy systems, but nowadays they are uh, also communicating over IP networks. They are also talking to your IT network. They are also uh, maybe connected to the, the building devices that I mentioned before, right? So everything in the end is in the same network nowadays, and that's what's uh, scary. It certainly is. You mentioned uh, smart buildings. Traditionally, you know, these, these things have, uh, have been offline, but I suppose if you're adding the internet to locks and uh, security cameras and things like that, there's a potential risk that the very items you are using to secure your building could be putting your building at risk. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the IP cameras and the door locks, it's the, it's the electricity plugs and it's the smart lights. And basically it's, it's a whole array of devices that uh, we all know that the IoT adds new and interesting functionality to them, right? The fact that you can remotely uh, connect to them and, and so on. But it also, as I said before, increases the attack surface. It also allows, if it allows you as, a, as an authorized user to, to access a device, it may also allow an unauthorized user to access the same device in your organization. So in terms of risky IoT devices, what are some of the ones that uh, Forescout have found are 
some of the most uh, common in organizations and are also quite vulnerable. Yeah, so we, we have spoken a lot already about uh, the smart buildings and that's something that is just everywhere, basically. Every organization nowadays has, has uh, smart offices where uh, we see these kinds of devices. But we also have very critical uh, medical devices, for instance, which are nowadays uh, connected also to networks uh, because they need to communicate with uh, uh, patient records and, and, and doctors and nurses' workstations and so on. So they are all connected in the same IP network. That's extremely risky. And that's not the kind of device that you see in any organization, but for some specific organizations like the, the, the healthcare organizations, they are uh, extremely uh, dangerous, right? And there are other types of devices that are a little bit more on the traditional IT side, but they are also embedded computers and there are things that people don't really think so much about uh, when they're, they're um, talking about security. It's not just the, the workstations and laptops and so on. It's for instance, the networking devices, the voice over IP phones, it's, uh, you know, your, your switches, your routers and so on. They are all, um, they're all connected. They all potentially have vulnerabilities. They can be accessed by, by, by different actors and so on. So for instance, some of the things that, that pop, popped up recently uh, that people were not thinking so much about before, it's, it's the VPN servers, right? So nowadays everybody is working from home and they have to connect to the VPN. And yeah, you have VPN servers which might be vulnerable. Medical devices are an interesting one you mentioned there because the IoT medical devices are being introduced into hospitals and healthcare because they can help uh, patients you know, recover from procedures or help them monitor conditions but the problem is because of this they're not re sometimes they're not being thought about with security in mind which is potentially putting patients doctors nurses and I suppose whole healthcare organizations at potential risk if not managed correctly yeah absolutely uh, as, as we mentioned before uh the IoT usually adds functionality, right? That's why, that's why people adopt IoT devices because connecting them to the network allows you to do remote management, allows you to gather more data and so on. But it also opens up those devices to, to attack. So yeah, medical devices are extremely, extremely uh, critical and they, we, we are seeing vulnerabilities being discovered in these devices almost daily, uh, at least monthly. And, you know, sometimes they are very, very dangerous stuff. So, for instance, there's this uh, recent Ripple 20 set of vulnerabilities that was just disclosed a, a week ago, more or less. And uh, it affects the, the IP stack, right? So it's a very, um, a very basic connectivity component in, in many devices. And by, by chance, let's say, it, it, it's also used by big uh, infusion pump manufacturers. It's used indirectly, it's part of the supply chain and so on, but it, it's there. So now those infusion pumps are potentially vulnerable and they are connected to patients directly, right? They are, they are controlling the dosage of medicine that goes into a, a patient. So you can think about it, like a, a, a simple vulnerability just, just crashing a device like this might harm directly somebody or, or the, the potential to, to maybe uh, an attacker change the dosage of, of medicine or, or something like that is, is really scary. It seems to be another instance of how the, the cyber element is sort of joining with the physical physical world now, I mean, both there, both in medical devices and in, uh, you know, as you talk about uh, building security, it's, uh, 
it's interesting how uh, these are joining up. And I suppose another element this is happening in is uh, industrial environments and factories. And that's going to potentially cause some issues as well, because a lot of these environments are using older legacy systems, which weren't even designed uh, with anything like IoT in mind. Some might not have been designed with the internet even in mind. And now they're being added to networks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, industrial control systems, operational technology, um, all these kinds of things in, in, in verticals like manufacturing, in, uh, in utilities, you know, uh, electricity, uh, oil and gas, and so on. This, these devices uh, have been there for 20, 30 years. And as you said, most of them were designed not with security in mind. Uh, not to be connected to an open network, at least, right? Some of them were designed to be connected to, to closed networks, internal networks, but not to be exposed um, potentially to, to, to directly to IT networks or, or to be accessed remotely, but sometimes nowadays they are. So it's, it's, it's a new and challenging world for sure. And especially, I think, in the, in the OT side, there is uh, a very... There is a growing awareness about uh, security issues. So, so most companies nowadays have uh, a budget for OT security. They know that it's an important, um, an important aspect of cybersecurity. They have their CIOs, their CISOs uh, looking at that also. Um, but yeah, the, the, just the, the mixture of everything, right? The IT side with the OT side and the IoT side creates this, this uh, melting pot, let's say, of, of uh, trouble. And I, I suppose another melting pot at the moment is remote working and how you know, we're all being forced to uh, you know, work from home because of things going on in the world. How does IoT play into the security uh, of that? Because we've talked about enterprise security and the use of VPNs, but I suppose it's likely that so many people around the world are going to have IoT devices in their own homes, on, on, on their networks and that could potentially cause issues as well. Yeah, you have um, several aspects there to the, to the remote working uh, phenomenon, right? So you have the fact that people are working from home but most of the devices are still connected and still uh, running uh, uh, at their offices. And you have, for instance, the security teams also working remotely. So that can affect, for instance, the detection of problems, right? So, so the, same, the same issues that were there are now just amplified uh, because basically not, not so many people are, are looking at the devices, let's say, virtually uh, at least. And then you have, as you mentioned, the fact that people working from home are connecting to uh, enterprise um, networks with, with their own computers, which... Uh, may or may not follow all the policies of, of, of a company, but also are connected potentially to home devices, right? And you create a path from, from uh, I don't know, the smart light bulb in your living room to your computer, which is connected via VPN to your, uh, to your uh, company, right? So going forward, how can organizations and individuals, I suppose, when we're working from home, ensure that uh, the, the, their IoT devices are secure and aren't going to be causing a potential security risk? Yeah, sure. I think that um, there are a few steps that can be taken. The, the first one is actually being able to know what devices are in your network. And that, that works both for the home, which is a bit easier because usually you're the one uh, 
put in the devices there, you, you have a, a bit of an idea of what's going on in your, in your home network. But uh, think of it uh, from, from an enterprise point of view, right? The scale of, of the number of devices that are uh, connecting dynamically to this network. So just being able to know what devices exactly are connected to your network is, is, is essentially the first step towards uh, securing your network. And then when you know what devices are there, when you have visibility on, on for instance, the, the vendors, the models, the, the software that's running on them, is it vulnerable or not? Then you can take corrective actions or, or, or mitigation um, in terms of the risk that they're bringing, right? You can, for instance, patch devices that you know that are vulnerable. You can segment your network and isolate so that some devices are only talking to other devices that they are authorized to talk to so that even if there is a breach, even if there is a problem that cannot spread on your whole network or that some devices cannot connect to the external networks, to the internet, for instance, right? So you have to, to, to apply this proper segmentation. A third aspect is, is a, a applying other kinds of controls and monitoring your network, first of all, to know if, if an attack is, is ongoing or, or if there's something wrong basically going in your network and then taking a, a control action, right? So possibly quarantining a device or removing it, taking it down from the network and uh, or applying patches automatically or something like that. So these are, I, I believe, the four uh, main steps to securing your network. Thanks, Daniel. That's some really good advice. Uh, thanks for joining me on ZDNet Security Update. And for more information on IoT security and how you can keep your devices safe, uh, be sure to keep reading ZDNet. And there's also plenty of videos and other content on the ZDNet uh, video channels and YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe, subscribe to those as well. Thank you for watching.